What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Triple H Podcast on Wednesday, February 17th. Triple H Podcast, Happy Hour Hoops, your one-stop shop for enjoying a cold beverage and listening to our ice-cold basketball take. And Donovan Holden here with Jake, Micah, as always. The Triple H Podcast, Happy Hour Hoops, and Trainwreck Sports are brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's men's below the waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs. You can use the promo code Trainwreck at Manscaped.com when you go to purchase all your Manscaped um products and you will get 20% off in free shipping so go do that and yeah manscaped is great let's get into some nba talk jake let's get it how are we doing tonight everybody also last plug here don't forget to follow us at trainwreck sports at trainwreck sports without the o there we are at happy hour hoops one on all socials and yeah dude it's the been i feel like it's been a crazy week the last week of the nba and we i feel like we haven't been able to comment on like a ton of shit like i don't know dude like i don't know the last week has felt like three weeks to me whatever but first thing we have to say happy birthday to the goat himself michael jordan yes sir. Gonna, i want to put some buzzers and shit on this afterwards <laughs> right now so yeah happy birthday uh yeah he's 58 years old damn and he could probably still, you know, cook half the league in one-on-one at least. Yeah. At least, bro. No doubt. Every time it's MJ's birthday, you know, you see that that video circulate where he's at CP3's camp. And if he misses a jump shot, all the kids get free shoes. And MJ just says, nah. <laughs> Knocks down every single one. Doesn't care about the heartbreak for the kids. Uh, he's just showing that he he still doesn't miss. He's a laser beam from anywhere on the court. So yeah, happy happy birthday, happy birthday to my goat. Uh, you you referred to him as the goat too. Maybe it's just because LeBron hasn't retired yet. Um, MJ is still my goat. Are you asking my opinion on it? Because uh, my uh, opinion is still Michael Jordan too. That's okay. We don't need to get into any goat discussion. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want still... to really have a discussion, especially. I'm no, glad we don't need a discussion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's let's talk about MJ's MJ's team that he uh, that he manages now. Yeah. Owns the uh the, the Charlotte Hornets and Lamelo Ball and you know I mean they don't have a winning record they're under five hundred but they are the eighth seed in the East and Lamelo Ball is obviously showing out probably a shoe in for Rookie of the Year as of right now Anthony Edwards giving him a bit a bit of a run for his money but let let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets because no one including myself really expected this to work. It kind of seems like a bunch of just random, talented basketball players thrown together. But, I mean, maybe people kind of gave up on MJ as far as, you know, Michael Jordan, the owner, Michael Jordan, the the guy on the management side. But it's things are starting to click in Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, it just it's been years of just good drafting and they've honestly gotten good value out of their signings. Like I'm sure that you don't want to hear about this. Like you've heard the last week, but Terry Rozier has been great for them so far this year. Gordon Hayward's been amazing so far for them this year. I mean, he kind of filled in every hole that they had. Miles Bridges always had, had the talent there. And some of these guys just take a couple years. Um, And LaMelo has been 
Lamelo's been great, dude. Like Lamelo has been. I think Lamelo's played better than a lot of people expected um, from Lamelo Ball right now. Like I don't think people expected him to be look this complete and look this talented on the court. But Lavar, Lavar always told us, bro. He literally always said Lamelo's the better one. Like as shitty as that is for Lonzo and Leangelo to have to sit through. He literally told us, bro. We knew that this dude was gonna be a baller. Like if we would have just listened, and he's been proving everybody wrong. You know, maybe he should have been the. I mean. Do you think that in a way that right now the Timberwolves are kicking themselves for not taking the mellow? Because, I mean, Anthony Edwards balled out last This is a bad time to bring this up. But long term, I think, I mean, it doesn't look like D'Angelo Russell. I don't It just looks like the mellow could be, like, pretty special. And Anthony Edwards might just be, like, pretty good to me. Yeah, it's definitely tough. And I don't think they saw D'Angelo Russell missing this much time. Um, that, that that's the Timberwolves that is obviously, um, yeah, it's tough to say. I think now maybe there is people in the Timberwolves management who are like, Oh shit, man. Like Lamelo is the real deal. Cause I think he's surprising a lot of people. I think, you know, the flashiness was expected. The, the passing ability was expected. I don't think anyone shot. He was good. Thought he was going to be knocking down, you know, seven threes in a game with a high percentage or, getting triple doubles this early in his career, even double doubles um, almost on a nightly basis for LaMelo. And his numbers have only improved since he got thrown into the starting lineup. So just the leadership, confidence, shooting, all those three things, I think those are things that people thought would take years to develop, probably because Lonzo hasn't really entirely found a shot, probably because Lonzo hasn't really stepped up and shown leadership tools. And he hasn't really had to on too many teams, but – I mean, LaMelo, as of right now, what he's shown us is the full package and is really one of those star, tall point guards that are, are a rarity, but they really can complete a basketball team. And, I mean, if it isn't already in a year or two, like the, the entire Hornets team like could be LaMelo's. Yeah, bro. It. I didn't know. I really had no idea what to expect. But like you said, like he's just been blowing out all expectations for me, like of what he could be as a franchise player. And they, they look like they got a squad to look out for. They might make the playoffs yeah. this year. They're in a playoff position this year right now. They will. I don't think they're going to make any noise because that, that top three of the East is just going to demolish the bottom three, but it's good. It'll, it's still like, that's something to hang your hat on if you're a team in that position. All right, let's get to the team that everybody's been chasing this year. Anyways, the defending NBA champions, the other guy in the goat division who's maybe this uh, could be a feather in his cap here in this game if uh, this stretch goes the way we want it to go for him. Uh, well, the, so let's just get to the news. The big news is the Anthony Davis injury. Um, tendinosis, which is apparently – it's different from tendinitis, obviously. It's a different word, but it is more of a degenerative condition it's um, supposed to be. Um, at least that's what – from my understanding, I'm not a doctor this doctor podcast at all this is just a basketball podcast but um tendinos is apparently it's it's worse off for his um for his ankle or for his achilles there um, so they're gonna rest him for at least the next month from my, my understanding right that's what we're seeing here like about mm-hmm. about a month maybe after the all-star break he'll be back in but this this should worry this should worry me if i were a lakers fan um for the simple fact that this dude has had an injury history, you know, like we've seen AD be hurt 
year in and year out, not even not year in and year out, but every year that he's nicked up with something, something here, something there going on. And now if this is starting out right now, like this is a couple months before, like this does not seem like it's something that's just going to get better. You know what I mean? Like this feels like something that's going to, going to affect him going into the way. So what can LeBron, like does LeBron in year 18 have what it, this team and keep them atop the West? Yeah, I mean, it, it was already impressive that LeBron was kind of hasn't missed a game yet this year, logging all these types of crazy minutes, playing in double overtime games, playing in games that went down to the wire where he had to play, you know, 35 plus minutes per game. And now it, it's kind of he I feel like he kind of already reached his peak where, you know, he's throwing all this energy into every single game and now the the Lakers need more from him which is not ideal for him it's not ideal for the Lakers organization but I mean if anyone can do it it should be a guy like LeBron right I mean even though it is year 18 it's kind of like you know I don't want to bring up a Brady discussion here but it's kind of like Tom Brady in football like he went to Tampa Bay, got this great team around him. People still expect it from him, no matter how old he is, no matter what the odds are, because he's the goat of the NFL. Kind of same thing. It's like AD goes down. Okay, well, you are the best player in the world, so why not do it? Um, so I don't know. Maybe he can't. Maybe he will struggle. But, I mean, I think the, the pressure is going to be on for him to do it anyway. Yeah, like if the, if the Lakers start losing games, it's not like everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, well, AD's out." Nah, it's just gonna be people roasting LeBron out everywhere, and it's not. Is that is that fair? I mean, no, it isn't fair, but it's gonna happen. So he, that LeBron knows that he knows what's coming for him, no matter what happens here. Um, my question is: Is it can he actually do it? Like, is is it in him to actually do it? I I'm interested to see how how far he's willing to go to make this happen and show that he can still do it. Uh, we know that KD's not playing tomorrow night in that Nets game. I really wish we could have seen Bron going up against all three of those guys. But even LeBron versus Harden and Kyrie is great theater because oh. those, I mean, we know the Kyrie and LeBron history, but James Harden basically got traded in his last draw in the playoffs and with the Rockets was because of LeBron James. He never... He was not those Rockets teams. That was their, I mean, at least last year, that was their biggest issue was that they couldn't play anywhere near the type of game they needed to beat a team like the Lakers in the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting tomorrow night. I, I think Brian can do it. I really, I mean, he's shooting the ball, shooting the hell out of the ball better than he ever has from, from deep. We'll see if he's able to keep that up with all the attention coming on to him. I don't know. We'll see. It's, I'm telling you, it'd be fun to listen to him or listen to it or watch him try to see it or watch him try to do it. It's going to be fun to watch him out, go out there every night and try to go out guns blazing, especially tomorrow night. He's going to want to make a, he's going to want to make an impact. He's going to want to make a statement tomorrow night against the Nets for sure. As if KD was playing, he definitely would be, but oh, yeah. no matter what, no matter what, he's going to be looking to do that. I think, yeah, I also think LeBron can and, you know, you hope this AD thing is just a month because I don't think he can sustain it in the playoffs. And, I mean, I, will he give them a fighting chance in series? Sure. Will they maybe win a first-round playoff series without AD? Maybe, depending on the opponent. But they're not going to they're not going to the Western Conference Finals without Anthony Davis, and I truly believe that. 
But what what we will see from the type of LeBron, I think we will see with you know AD sidelined is a similar LeBron that we saw to um, in Cleveland the first time around and the second time around with those lowly teams and not you know not great roster around him. He's gonna have to just make those guys better. He's gonna have to improve the roster himself by the way he's playing. You know he's gonna have to make Kuzma better. Kuzma's going to have to run the floor. Dennis Schroeder's going to have to up his scoring. Alex Caruso is going to have to become a shooter. KCP is going to have to keep up his shooting. Like, as much as we can say LeBron has to do this by himself, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be the other guy stepping up to help him. And, you know, it's up for LeBron to make his teammates better like he has done his whole career. So, if anyone can do it, like we said, it will be LeBron. And I think my perfect scenario for this Nets game would be if it comes down to the wire and LeBron's hitting all his shots in crunch time and Kyrie and Harden are just are just off in the fourth quarter. Just so Kyrie <laughs> can those words where he's like, I've never had a teammate who can hit, you know, end of the game shots like me. Like, yeah. well, that's such an ignorant statement from Irving and – I would just love to see Braun just be like the have like the clutchest game. Like just Braun come out and be like Dame time where he's just hitting everything in the fourth. That that would that's what I want to see out of this Nets game. Obviously, I would have loved to see, you know, like a 40 point game from both KD and LeBron. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. KD's sitting out, but that that's my ideal scenario for what for what we're working with. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here and my drink is just overflowing. Like, God, like this is a, we're having like, this is my technical. Look at this. That's not okay. It's just happening. It's frozen as shit. It was outside. If you want to talk about ice cold drinks, that is definitely the case. It's still going though. I'm not sure what to do with this drink right now. Yeah. This is um, the podcast of ice cold beverages and ice cold. Too ice cold. So I gave you pause hitting you with the, the ice cold beverages. I can, I can get into our, get into our, I'll I'll segue into the next thing here. Um, So we talked about the Lakers and we talked about, you know, AD is going to be gone. They're going to have trouble that Montrezl Harrell is not a really traditional big. They don't have great guys underneath. Mark Gasol can't be there for them all the time. Two Two, you know, prominent name big men are on the market right now, either up for buyouts or trade destinations, and that would be Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. And earlier this week, the reports are coming out. All the all the teams interested in Andre Drummond, of course, half of them are rumors, but you know, the Lakers name did get thrown into that Andre Drummond discussion. And I don't think that's a rumor. I think the Lakers should and probably will do whatever they can to get a guy like Drummond, especially with um, with Davis out. And I think we kind of saw a similar situation to this last year when Bogey Cousins went down early, and I want they did not have Dwight Howard before they before Boogie got hurt, if I remember correctly. And um, they they made a move, and Boogie went down, and, and that's what they did. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that happen and Andre Drummond comes to the Lakers. I haven't seen much talks about if Blake Griffin would go to the Lakers, but, I mean, I, I think they should consider it. I think that would be a great showtime power forward to, you know, get out there in L.A., go back to L.A. and maybe re-spark his career because Detroit just did not work for the Pistons and it did not work for Blake Griffin. That was not a match made in heaven. 
I'm not surprised that Blake wants out. I'm not surprised that the Pistons want him out of there. So Drummond, Blake Griffin, both both could be good gets for the Lakers, if you ask me. All right, here's my question. Um, first of all, this drink is still overflowing on the ground. <laughs> I have a towel just under it. Just going to soak this up. I, this is a science lesson for me. I didn't realize that if frozen, I didn't realize it was frozen to begin with. I didn't realize that when it's frozen, you open it. It's just as it, uh, as it thaws out, it just starts bubbling up continuously. So that's something to know in case you ever freeze your drinks in these cold plate in this very cold part of winter. Um, my question for you, I enjoy got the end of that of your covering there, and it was a good discussion on what the Lakers would want to do with somebody like that. My question is who wants Blake Griffin at all right now? Because he really has, he just doesn't look healthy or effective or anything like that. Like, can he even go somewhere and be effective or is he just going to go somewhere and just be like another dude, at least with Drummond, like Drummond would be great for the Lakers. I don't know if Drummond's going to end up on the Lakers. I think my favorite spot for Andre Drummond is your Boston Celtics. But I don't know. I, here's here's the thing about Drummond though is he seems like he's really bad for a locker room. Like he is just not a guy that ends up getting along with either his teammates, the front office, whatever. But I just feel like there's no one like this is a 30-20 guy that no one wants to touch. So there's got to be something to that, right? Like when he walks into your situation, like whether it's the Clippers, the Nets, like I can just I don't know. Do the Nets really want to bring in? I know they they need all the help they can get, but do they really want to bring in like Andre Drummond to argue with DeAndre Jordan or who, who's going to play more? Do they want to deal with that shit? Like I don't know. Like I don't know what team's going to deal with that. That's why I've always loved the Mavs because I think him and Porzingis next to each other would be great. I think they could yeah. do that. I like the Mavs too. I I think, I mean, just teams that make sense. I like. I would love if Andre Drummond came to the Celtics. And I think the, you know, the the thing you mentioned about him being a legit 2020 guy, and he probably could do that every night if he really wanted to. I think the thing about that and maybe why people don't bite on it as much is I just don't – like the NBA today is so flashy, and I just feel like Drummond's just not that. Like he gets you a 2020, and it's the most traditional 2020 you'll ever see. He just plays back to the basket. He plays underneath the hoop, and that's about it. And he doesn't have a jump shot, and you know everyone wants you know size that can shoot. Now he hasn't been good at the free throw line. He's not an elite defender, but he's just there. He swallows boards. He gets points underneath the rim, and he's a big body. And you know I think earlier in his career when he's more explosive, that was intriguing for a lot of teams. But now he's just a veteran. He can probably learn systems. He's kind of a smart big. He can play back to the basket. So it definitely makes sense for the Boston Celtics. For me, I think you would have to get rid of Thompson if that were to happen because I think they're like too similar. Well, I, I think they'd be you'd be okay with that, right? Oh, I'd be more. Than <laughs> I, I'm really sad on, watching TT now lately. It's like, yeah, uh, he's come on strong lately, but he just just something doesn't look right. He's not the Cavs Tristan Thompson. He's not the Thompson I think most Boston fans thought they were getting, including myself. So, I, I mean, they, they just can't coexist together. But a Tice Drummond, you know, at, at some point of the game, a Grant Williams Drummond, a Tatum at the four and Drummond, that's that's awesome. I love that. And then the Lakers, it's just they've been lacking size all season. They've been last, lacking talented size all season. And now they're arguably best, most talented player. You know, LeBron's obviously – is but you know it's up for discussion with Anthony Davis on any given night but now he's sidelined and 
they need an experience big. I think Lakers make sense too. But dude, fuck, fuck Andre Drummond going to the Nets, dude. They, I, I liked their team better when it was Kyrie, KD, and they had Jared Allen and DJ to swap. Like they're like, oh, we don't have a big man. Let's sign another big name this this season. It's like. <laughs> You had a great team, and you blew up your bench and def- defense—the only slight defense you had—and gave it away. So, well, they they still might be great, regardless. But they still might be. But I would I would hate to see. I don't want to see them get another big name this season. I'm fu- like I've gone over like I think Drummond season. would fucking murk. Th- I think that's why I was getting to the chemistry thing. Like, is Drummond gonna just is is he willing to be the fourth option on a good team? Because he's not, it's not like he's getting buckets with them. Oh, he's and DeAndre's gonna, and DeAndre's gonna play. Like DeAndre is gonna play a lot. Like we saw what happened when you try to mess with DeAndre Jordan, you get traded. That's what happened yeah. to Jared Allen. They're not gonna, they're gonna bring him in and be like, yeah, but you're splitting time with DeAndre Jordan. Is he gonna be okay with that? Probably not. And that's probably a, a conversation that will happen beforehand. So uh, yeah, I don't think the Nets will even work. I think the Clippers are the most likely destination. Really? Yeah. I just think that they're like they. You don't like Zubak? <laughs> no, I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> I really don't. He's just so I, average. Dude. I have him on my fantasy team because I all my bigs are hurt, and it's really disappointing every night. Yeah. But there's nothing else to do. Well, I have Anthony I, Davis, so <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I took fair. the second overall. That's fair. Yeah, that's 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 not ideal for you there. So I don't know. Like I, I, I that's the thing is like I don't see him. On a win, on a championship team, I just don't ever see Andre Drummond out, like taking a fifth role, fifth option starter to go like help a team win. I could see him get it. Like if it's the Nets, may, maybe maybe if it's the Nets, just because it's New York. But I, I don't know, man. It, it is going to be interesting to see either of these guys. I don't think Blake's going to be good anywhere either. Like I feel like I've seen the last of Blake Griffin being good. That would be hilarious if he went to the Nets and played with DeAndre. That would be so much fun. Wow. I didn't think about that. I yeah. thought about the Nets, but I didn't think about the DJ Blake uh, duo. I I feel like the, the reason teams might not be interested in Blake is because just because of the money. And yeah. we've, we've heard that, like, you know, buyouts would make more sense, especially with the Celtics. Like, I've heard – I mean, this is just Celtics Twitter talking, but, like, the the – the TPE wouldn't work because his contract's too big. And they're like, well, what about a buyout? That would obviously be more fitting. I don't really want a lot like a borderline washed up Blake Griffin in Boston. I wouldn't be like pissed about it, but I think, I think teams would take a chance on him. I mean, he's only gotten better shooting the basketball and, you know, becoming more of a playmaker late in his career. Obviously his dunking and, you know, the, the crazy athleticism has, has toned down a bit, but I think Blake could definitely, help a squad you know i'm thinking more of like imagine him like on a denver nuggets or a utah jazz where they already have like a prominent big but like how you know how much they would benefit from an explosive four who can also run the court and make plays and shoot the ball like michael porter jr isn't doing it for the denver nuggets and i think a Jokic blake griffin would be sick i think a rudy gobert blake griffin would be dope like i don't know i'm thinking of that it's worth it. It's about like for both of them, it's worth taking the chance on somebody like that in that role. Yeah. Even like a Milwaukee Bucks, dude, you pair Giannis. I mean, Bobby yeah. Portis is actually playing really well for the Bucks, but like if you pair Giannis and Blake Griffin, or if Giannis is out and it's Blake Griffin and Brooke Lopez, like I think there are teams and it makes more sense for 
contenders to go after a guy like Blake because you don't know how much he has left. Like, I don't think you'll see Blake going to, I almost just said the Detroit Pistons. He's on the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, like, you know, just just low-level teams. You don't. I don't see Blake Griffin going there. But I do think some teams could be interested in Blake. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm sure, like, you got to take a flyer on him if you can. Like, I'm sure, like, eventually once it gets down the line, I think, like, the, some of those middle-of-the-pack teams would be willing to do it. I'm just wondering, like, contender-wise, like. Maybe even the Michael see. Jordan Hornets, dude. They, they, yeah. They're they kind of in dire need of a big. That's, like, kind of what they're lacking right now. Yeah. Put him back in L.A. Let's, let's get him on the Clippers. That'd be, That'd be great. Cool. That'd be cool. great. I wouldn't mind it. All right, so. Speaking of the Clippers, Clippers and Jazz, well, this this podcast will actually be out tomorrow. We're doing a preview later tonight um, on the Clippers and Jazz. But with a couple of these teams we want to talk about, like how serious can we take these teams? Because there's been just varying degrees of just, you know, we want to look at them like, hmm, like is this team real or whatever reason we're questioning them? We're going to start off with the Utah Jazz. Um, Doug, just what, what do you think? Do you think the Jazz are for real? Do you really think that they can come out of the West and be the best team in the Western Conference this year? Because that's where they are currently at right now. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I don't, I think they're the best team right now in the NBA. They're playing like it, they have kind of all the pieces, they have bench scoring. I mean, dude, we got Jordan Clarkson putting up 40 points off the bench the other night is just fucking ridiculous we talked about it we talked about how good he's been this year we talked about how he's always been kind of just a scorer at heart but i did not think um you know jordan Clarkson had a 40 piece mcnugget in his arsenal but he did and he sent it the other night and they just have it all they have shooting and angles mitchell they have a defensive anchor and gobert they just they just have everything um and obviously, it really takes one guy to start getting into a slump, and and that's when they could slow down. But Robert Horry was on part of my take today, and they kind of asked him a similar question: like, are the Utah Jazz? I think they said, are the Utah Jazz peaking too early? And you hear that in sports sometimes. And Robert Horry just said, uh, you know, he didn't believe that because if the Lakers were on the same run that the Jazz were on right now. Would anyone be even saying that about the Lakers? No, yeah, they but the Lakers, but the Lakers won the title, right? Okay, but like even like the Clippers or like uh, yeah, the, like the Bucks, someone who has like supreme talent, um, like no, everyone would just be saying, oh, it's because of LeBron or it's because of Kawhi and PG. Like the Utah yeah. Jazz, like they're kind of been slept on for years just because they get bounced from the playoffs or they go cold. But it's just like they are like they un- undoubtedly they're the best team in the NBA right now, and it, it's just a matter if if they can keep it up. Obviously, that sounds stupid and like a simplistic answer, but it's just it's kind of w- what it is. Yeah, I just I, I'm I'm still a, not a believer in the Jazz just because exactly what you said, just the playoff stuff. But I said I think it's in our I think we I have it ready to talk about when I was looking it up for our preview later. Um, I put the peak too early thing. I don't know. I don't believe in that. Like, I don't believe in the peak too early thing. Like, like you said, like if you're playing well, like what the fuck are you supposed to do? Not play better because you don't want to peak too early. Like that makes sense. Like the question I have, what it really comes down to is, is Donovan Mitchell really that guy? Like, is he really now the guy that can go into a playoff series and go toe to toe with a LeBron James and Anthony Davis or a Kawhi Leonard 
and a Paul George because he did he went toe to toe with Jamal Murray last year. That he is the forgotten man when we talk about that bubble because they lost and because Mike Conley's shot went halfway down and out. But we could we would have been talking about Mitchell the same way, honestly, probably better than we talked gave all the hype for Jamal Murray because Mitchell has more of a pedigree than Jamal Murray has and is proving it again this year. If Mitchell is just pot like top five in the league potential and this is his run, like his first run where he's gonna, you know, pop a West Finals and take the Clippers or or Lakers to seven, six games in a West Finals, maybe even win it. Like that's different, but we haven't seen that from them yet. We we saw them get bounced by the Nuggets. That's the last taste we have in their mouth. The, the only other question that I have about the Jazz too is I just don't know if Rudy Gobert can be the best play, second best player on a title team. We'll see. It's still uh, still up in the air, and it'll be fun to watch it again this year. But when it comes to the playoffs and they need buckets and Mitchell's getting doubled, are these dudes going to be able – is is Mike Conley going to be able to knock down that shot this time? Is Joe Ingles going to knock down that shot? Um, that's just really – well. that's really the only concern that I have. The I've seen the comparisons to the the 15 Atlanta Hawks when they were lighting it up and then got bounced by LeBron in the playoffs. I don't think that's fair because Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are better than – I mean, Al Horford was pretty damn good too, but I would still say Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are better than any of the guys that were on that team. But that – was that, that was, Joe, was that Joe Johnson and Al Horford? Yeah, Johnson, Cor- Corver, Jeff Teague, those guys. Yeah. yeah. So that, and Paul Millsap too, interestingly enough. But yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Like if those dudes are at a different level than what most of the NBA public believes that they are, if they're at those super duper star levels, then yeah, they can they could they should definitely should come out of the West. But I want to see it happen first. I want to see them get out of the first round. At least because the West is going to be tough. And if they slip up, if they feel like they can go beat one of these lower seeds and they play Steph and all of a sudden Steph goes supernova for two games and it's two, two, like, and it's nut crunching time, what's going to happen? What are they going to do? That's, that's really, I just want to see that. My eye is on it. I'm keeping an eye on it. And that's the big topic for tonight too. We're going to talk about with both these, them and the Clippers who we're going to talk about in a second is just Mm got to keep an eye on it because it's there, but we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Like, I get what you mean. And like, I understand the doubt of the Utah Jazz too. And if you do talk about the Clippers and if somehow it ends up being a Jazz Clippers first round or a Jazz Lakers, even not even in the first round, what if those, if the Jazz meet either of the LA teams, I don't think they really have a chance in a series. And I think they could keep up, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I get your doubts and I completely understand them because. Is Gobert? I don't even, like. Is Gobert even the second best player on the team? Like, I guess you could argue Connolly and Jordan Clarkson, but then you're just comparing. Hey, Gobert like it, so yeah. Then you're just comparing like two offensively minded guards to a defensively minded center. So it's just like, yeah, where you're at in that in that discussion. But yeah, I mean, the Utah Jazz are crushing it right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they do make a deep playoff run this year. I just feel like. They just have one of those teams. And, and, and to me, the, the more important stuff is outside of Mitchell and um, Gobert. Obviously, Mitchell does have to keep up what he's doing. He does have to play like a superstar if they want to win a series. But the shooting and bench production, and I, I've been saying this from the beginning with them, it's their ability to play fast, slow, half court in transition. It's just they, they kind of just have it all figured out right now. And until you know someone throws a – defensive scheme at them to slow them down for 
48 minutes, then I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough to slow down the Utah Jazz. Yeah, so let's go into the team they're playing tonight. And uh, we, I don't want to step too much on our preview here that we're going to do later because I'll talk about this a lot tonight too. The Clippers are one of these teams that I think we definitely, we have to take serious, right? Like they were they were up 3-1. They should have been in the West Finals last year, barring the stupid circumstances that ended up. They, they're just their team basically imploding on itself. But this team is ridiculous on offense. They're still one of the best defenses in the NBA. They could really use an, they could have really used Derrick Rose. They could really use another guard. But this squad is good, man. And I just I don't know. Like I won't be surprised to sit there to see them in the NBA finals. Like I really that they'll the Lakers hierarchy over them, all the shit talking they've gotten to do all this last year, and Lakers fans have gotten to do. It feels so fragile to me because I think this Clippers team is still damn good and damn scary that they don't want to play them in a seven game series, especially if AD is not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, dude. Like the Clippers, obviously, what happened to them last year, like you said, like they kind of just beat themselves, and it was honestly embarrassing. We we talked about it a lot over the summer after. The bubble ended. Um, we've talked about it since then. You know, playoff P, Paul George got his shit talked by many, including yourself. And now I, I put them in, you know, my the league's scariest duos, the 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 combo of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're top shelf, dude. Like they're they're the real deal. And then they're supporting cast and the job that Ty Lu is doing. I think everyone, you know, especially all the people who criticize them going after Ty Lue and having them co- having him coach, he deserves a, p- a pat on the back. He deserves, you know, a little more credit, I think, because he's doing a swell job. And to me, when the Clippers got real, dude, is the other night, I think it was the Miami Heat. Yeah, Monday night, Miami Heat, L.A. Clippers, no, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Jimmy Butler on the other side put up a 30-point triple-double with 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and the Clippers won that game. And the, the Miami Heat have injuries, right? Like Goran Dragic's out. Um, okay, Duncan Robinson's back. I thought he was injured too, but, like, you have Jimmy Butler. You have Bam Adebayo. You have Duncan Robinson. You have Tyler Hero. Like, crazy. I just, I just like, I didn't – I really didn't think the Clippers team outside of those two had – you know, had what it takes. Obviously, it's just a regular season game on a Monday night, but that that really impressed me. That 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 type of win, and just guys like Pat Bev, Lou Will, Serge Ibaka, all veteran guys. Nick Batoon, man, he's playing like I thought that dude was done. I thought he was done like three <laughs> years ago. And Charlotte, when Charlotte got rid of him, I thought he was. You know, I thought that was literally it. I thought he was never going to play in the NBA again. And he's playing notable minutes for the Clippers. I just think the organization, the coaching, and just you know, maybe play, maybe playoff P is given you know regular season speeches and, and it's working this year. But yeah, he's uh, a real inspiration. He's a in- classic inspiration. Yeah, Clippers <laughs> defensively and offensively, like they, they just look. Nah, really they're fucking good. Lit. They're, they're they're awesome. I've had fun while. Like that's why I'm so excited for this game tonight to just watch them and the Jazz just go at each other because they've been playing both of them playing so well lately and just see what happens in that kind of matchup. All right, so let's get around here to a couple other news and notes here before we leave in the league. Dunny, I just want to ask you what's wrong with the Celtics because I don't really understand what's going on. I haven't been watching closely enough. I've been trying to get into other teams. And, you know, last time I was really checking in, I felt pretty good. I was like, you know what? They'll be able to get it. And it, the last 
last weekend, last couple weeks or last week or so has just been it's been off. So give me the rundown. What what are we what are we looking at here? What do they need to do? Uh, well, so just bullet point answers. They're game over five hundred right now. They're up until last night. They're playing like a five hundred team. Absolutely deserve the record they have. It's an effort thing. It's to me. I don't think people who say Brad Stevens should get fired, they should get off social media because who else are you gonna get? Exactly. I, that's I, I. I brought this up before. I yeah. literally comment back on people on every social media platform. Where I say this, and I just I go at them. Anyway, but I do think Brad is for some reason to blame because he he hasn't got his rotations figured out yet, and I think it's a little too deep in the season to not have figured that out yet. Um, especially Kemba Walker not playing on any back-to-backs. It's really tough for them to figure out the point guard rotation. It's like, does Jeff Teague deserve minutes? Is Peyton Pritchard going to take them all? I don't want to see Carson Edwards and Tremont Waters on the floor. Like, I'm sorry. They just both aren't NBA ready. Carson Edwards in a in a blowout or a game where you need to start shooting threes, fine. Um, I, but, like, it's just that. It's an effort thing. It's Stevens not figuring out his lineups yet. And, I mean, you can't – I'm not going to blame Marcus Smart being out, Jason Tatum having COVID and COVID running through the team at the beginning of the year because we had almost a full team when we lost to the Pistons. We lost to the Pistons twice. We lost to the, the Wizards who can't <laughs> that's, the, that's all you needed to say the whole time was we lost to the Pistons twice. That's where it's you know it's an effort. Dude. And it, it, to me, it's just an effort thing. And I really hope that, you know, they can get it figured out. Obviously, I think a trade's coming. I think they're going to do something at the deadline. So here's so here's what I was going to ask you. Should they not just – would you – here's what I, what I really think they need to do is wait this team out right now because I think they should get to the offseason and trade every single possible pick and whatever they can to get Brad Beal with Jalen Brown and his boy Jason Tatum from yeah. St. Louis. Because honestly, he fixes so much for them. Like they don't – they just – Kemba Walker, I'm man, like it's just so sad because I love that dude so much, but it, it's just it's only gonna get worse. Like we know how small athletic guards go down, and it just looks like that with Kemba right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like let's just like let's go get the dude that we need to get, help them tank, give them fucking 15 first round picks, Kemba, and whatever other young guys need to get, and make sure that Jalen and Jason have a having they don't even need a team around them. you get them one more guy think of how much easier their lives are and i mean that was the idea with Kyrie, right and that was the idea with kemba too unfortunately it didn't work out with those guys but at least beal could give you what he needs to on the defensive end in that way in that way and i the only i brought this up because kevin o'connor is the one who brought it up the other day that they that is what he thinks the celtics should be doing too and it just it didn't occur to me then i wasn't even thinking about the tatum beal collection but i i do know that runs deep for them like since high school since before then but it just feels like they need to just like this isn't just like something you can piece together and make a contender like they would if they added just small pieces that's just helping them get to like the second round at this point they need to swing big here what are we waiting for with these guys you know yeah and i I, i'm not ready to give up on Kemba yet because i do think he was a great third option last year and his offensive struggles, I think it happens to everyone. And it's just it, the spotlight, it sucks. It was on him a little more because there's just their struggles overall and their record right now. So he's obviously going to get hit hard when they take a loss and a, a dude shoots fucking three for 13. Like that's, I could go out there and give you better production than that shooting the ball anyway. 
But something that I would struggle at and that I think Kemba's biggest problem is is his defense, dude. Like, it's just – he just gets bodied by any point guard that's slightly bigger than him. They just back him down and shoot over him. If he gets switched – if he has to switch onto a shooting guard, a small forward, it's a bucket every time. And it just sucks that that's just the reality of it. And then the back-to-back thing, obviously, too, it's just like – it's like Kemba's almost like a crutch right now. I don't want to give up on his ability, and I think he's a great third option. For me personally right now, I think we need uh, just you know a competent big. Like, Jokic put up 43. Last <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's disturbed, dude. Like, that should never happen. And Tristan Thompson, we brought him in for, like, the tough nose, like – big body defensive guy. He was, he said he wanted to be the Marcus smart. That's a center. Like, dude, yeah, it's no, not. no, you it's can't not give up 43 points and also have that thought. Like you're not, you're yeah, not it's not at the center. Ah, uh, that is that. That's my, that's the thing that's most glaring to me. Obviously I would do that. In a, if, if all we had to do is give up Kemba, a few first rounders, give me, oh, Brad, I don't think a few, I think like six. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if we can get Brad Beal, get, bring him to us. Yeah. But, my thing is I don't want to fucking give up on what we have right now. I think I think we are a piece away. If Kemba can if Kemba can, you know, produce fifteen to twenty a night and eventually start playing back to backs and we bring in, I don't know, uh Harrison Barnes has been in the talk. I want Julius Randle, dude. I want Julius Randle bad. Julius Randle would be great. That would um, be ideal. Even Drummond, dude, like I'd take it. I don't really think Blake Griffin would work. But I just yeah, like I've been wanting Steve Vooch for years. I don't think that's happening. Would you like Vucevic? I would like. I feel like Vooch would just get eaten by Embiid if they end up playing in a series. Yeah, I, just, I don't think he 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 plays hard enough defense. I like Vooch. I just and Vooch has always been a guy who the Celtics are like supposed to be going after, but never happens. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think he's really the answer. I, I would take guys over Vooch. Obviously, I wouldn't be that upset about it. But yeah, I mean, they they just it's glaring that they need one other piece. Whether it is you get rid of Kemba and you bring in another scorer, I I would rather see them get either a big who's an elite defender or a guy with size who can shoot and defend slightly. Um, but you know we'll see. I think and I think that the Jays have been in a little bit of a slump. You know that it's it, we haven't had a game where they both are super They're not in a good rhythm together right now. Right. Not at all. Yeah. Before, and T- Tatum, he's blaming the Coco a little bit. And I'm not going to say that he's lying. Obviously, you know, if it, if it affects him like he says it is, then that sucks. But since Tatum has, has gotten COVID, th- that, like you said, they really haven't been in unison. They haven't had – they've had games where they both scored over 20, but one of them shoots poorly or one of them doesn't, you know, get involved in the playmaking. One of them's not getting assist. So it, it it also comes down to them just finding the rhythm again, and yeah, that's that's kind of just the fact of the matter. The Celtics are obviously struggling right now; it's glaring, and we need one more piece. Yeah, I want to. I I just think that this is the year that they're getting out of Jalen Brown. The usual excellence of Tatum, like it's so hard. It, it's so hard to see that just get wasted away to being. I mean, not wasted away, but they are clearly the level between them and the top three in the East is more separate than it has been all year long, which, and I've called the top, the big four in the East all year long. I don't want all in that conversation. Cause I, they have that talent, but they just haven't been showing it on the floor. And they, they, I mean, the results are where it is like the nets, the nets have the high end talent. They might not have the record, but they have the high end talent right now to at least still be in that discussion. 
I don't know. The East is weird to me. I really, I, it's going to depend on how these teams are playing when it comes down to the end of the month. Um, all right, Donnie, you want to get into anything else here? You think we're, you want to wrap, start wrapping up? What do you think here? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good place to end for me. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're all, you're ready to go. That was, that was enough energy. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little, a little uh, <laughs> jazzed up from this topic talk now. <laughs> I get it though, but I get, I get the frustration. Trust me. We've, uh, I've, in other not NBA news, the Sabres came back with in with a whimper the last two nights, and it has been it has been a lot of passion, a lot of anger towards the Sabres the last two days. So I, I get all the I get the frustration. I I, tr- I do, and it's it's just weird to see because I was they losing to teams that losing to bad teams is just it's inexcusable, bro. It's inexcusable. The the games yeah. against the Pistons and the Wizards the other day, like oh my god, bro, like what like what's going on right now? What you am I watching? The only reason I'm like semi okay with that is that both Stevens and all the players are really holding themselves accountable. They're not pulling the oh well losses happen. Like I hate that shit. They're all like like Jalen Brown come, coming out and going, We suck. Yeah. Kemba Walker, we clearly need to get better. Brad Stevens, I need to do something better. We all like this is horrible. Danny Ainge even says, I take most of the blame for this. Like I like that they're holding themselves accountable, each other accountable can't wait to get Marcus Smart back and I, I think uh I think the green team's coming so so don't sleep on him just yet it's coming it's coming I, well I, I can't wait to see Marcus Smart back I really can't that's Need you, you knew right when that was gonna happen bro that it was gonna be rough go it's always a rough go without Marcus Smart for whatever reason on this team he's yeah. the glue man he really is all right so that'll do it for today's show don't well this is coming out tomorrow so we're gonna probably do a Lakers Nets preview tonight um, if you're listening to this in the past, we have already had a Jazz Clippers preview, so I guess I don't even really need to bring that up. But Jazz Clippers will be tonight. Um, Lakers Nets tomorrow. Huge, huge games. Couple to, to see where the league is at with some of these big teams, especially Lakers Nets tomorrow. All the theater, all the drama, everything. As always, follow us at Happy Hour Hoops One and at Trainwreck Sports. On social media, sports without the O on Twitter. We keep it locked. We'll keep you updated with everything going around the NBA. Um, we'll keep our game previews coming. We got articles coming every week. Dunny gives his weekly recap Monday mornings, Monday afternoons, not mornings. We're, we're busy people. We can't be doing shit in the mornings. This is why it's called happy hour. Um, so, yeah, so keep it locked to everything for us. And enjoy the rest of the week. And we will talk to you guys soon. Peace.